you know how like they make dishes it'd be like lobster three ways well harsh lost three different ways it's impressive the triple bukkake Hello and welcome back to episode 21 of the SSFL podcast. We got a big week. It is a winning week for the podcast. Uh, most importantly, Eric, how's it feel out of the cage? Feeling just fine? <laughs> this is probably the best day of my entire life. <laughs> Kevin, how about you? Good. I'm happy to witness Eric's uh, happiest day of his life. And Tony? Uh, yeah, can't complain. One of two, three and O's along with Tyler. I didn't say it. There's no panic at the Devo, that's for sure. No, there is not. I would not be panicking. Unlike some teams in our league, we call that a teaser in the biz. Get to that later. I got to say, Kevin, the two tight end thing must be feeling pretty good when I'm trying to scrape for three points from a tight end. It does. It does. But I mean, just to be clear, like I'm proud of everyone on my team's performance. It's not just about the top two draft picks. Um, but yeah, it, I'm not going to lie to uh, the first three weeks have gone about pretty much as well as they could have for me, except for not winning in week one. So no complaints on my end. Uh, like I said, it's a roller coaster. We'll see. Eric, tell me, what is a better feeling, beating Dion or dodging the 0-3? Um, I think that it's a confluence of things. I've kind of had Dion's number the last couple of years, you might recall. I famously uh, busted a nine-game losing streak against Dion late in the season last year. So I think this was a, a get-right game for the team and uh, all-around good feelings in the locker room after this one. Yeah, nice 120 points coming out of uh, 02. Like, that's a real assertive, you know, you don't just sneak out of... Uh, yeah, this 0-2. is why you don't want to face the cornered animal and put up the most <laughs> points in the league. Lots of fun games this week. Shar and Kenny is going to like the bitter end of a very, very boring game where I think Kenny dodged about three bullets before finally just, uh, because I would put it, taking a sledgehammer to the nuts. <laughs> it is incredible watching some of those Monday Night Sweat games where it's like, okay, CD Lamb needs nine points. Like he can get a touchdown on the first drive of the game and it's just over. And it's like not agonizing. And this one was as agonizing as it possibly could be. Even down to the point of like, Sherryar's down by a point and a half. And you're looking at it like, okay, one more catch and it's over. And then he catches one ball for four yards to make it still he needs one more catch and it's over. He dropped that like free pass, like right before the half too. That was like, that would have been good night. And like just narrow dodge on like a pass that he should never have dropped. This week was weird for me. I was like pretty much wrapped up midway through the afternoon games. It was kind of weird. Just watched football for the last yeah, half of the week. Brendan, I heard you had something else planned in the afternoon. I want the tongue. Is that true? Is that what you were doing? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I was uh, still watching oh, okay. football. hesitant answer there wasn't ready for that it was just you know stunned oh you know it's all just good vibes on the podcast right now a couple of victories is this the first four in a week of the podcast and are all of our listeners tuning off as i say that (laughs) bye bye tyler that's actually an excellent point eric yes i think so yes they're all tuning off or yes we're four and oh or both it's just a, yes. just a great point overall. Okay. 
Well, we got power rankings on this episode, so that's fun. Eric, Eric was counting yeah, the vote uh... with his abacus. It, he was taking his sweet ass time, but I needed abacai. Actually, that's how many votes came in. <laughs> no, I, this might be a stupid question, but Eric, you you didn't actually have votes to tally, right? Of course, I did. Did you, you got to ask the people on Twitter? This is not my rankings. I only analyze them okay. for the podcast. I thought maybe you went outside of the pod and asked the other um, like ten people in the league to submit power rankings but then i was like there's no way you wrangled all 10 people to get their rankings in mike can't even start a full lineup yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay we're gonna do a little start of the week a little sinker tinker a um fantasy bukkake <laughs> <laughs> oh god i think there's only one i think there's only one and it has to be harsh i mean if you we were looking for in the pre-show um Everything was pretty standard this week. No one kind of went out on a limb and did anything wild. But when you look at Harsh's team, he could have won in a number of different ways. So he benched both Marquise Brown and James Robinson, who I get it. He started like um, Christian Kirk and Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, maybe like three of those guys over those two. But both of those players that he benched had been really good and heavily involved. Easily could have made a case to start either of them over those guys. And if he had started any one of them, he would have won. Um, and then Brendan did some research on um, quarterbacks he could have picked up off the waiver wire instead of Russell Wilson. Brendan, do you want to share what you discovered? I mean, like, it's one thing to, like, be results-oriented about it and, like, look back and be like, yeah, you could have picked up Trevor Lawrence and um, or Geno Smith and one but like it takes some little bit of self-destructive desire to be sitting there saturday night and go you know yeah russ is my quarterback i'm gonna i'm gonna try that again (laughs) because uh you know at some point you've kind of ridden yourself off the cliff yeah i think you said that you could have started uh trevor lawrence geno smith which uh who else there's another one Jacoby mm. Brissett, which like, yeah, I mean, they haven't looked horrible, honestly, the Browns. I mean, all of those, they all looked better than Russ, but you know. Ryan Tannehill might have might have been enough mm. too. I'm going to go positive here. I just want to commend Harsh on a really good defensive start decision by uh, putting the Bucks on the bench and then putting Cincy out there. It didn't matter, but it's the little things. So when it's week 13 and he's battling for his fourth win, just remember this week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the only other, uh, tinker stinker I could really come up with, um, and the process is okay, but the end result was so bad that I think it has to be considered. And that is James uh, picking up and starting the chargers and benching the Colts defense. Now I understand the Colts were playing KC and the chargers are playing Jacksonville, but James lost by eight points and the Chargers scored minus four. And the Colts defense had six, so that's a fourteen point, or yeah, fourteen point swing there, or ten point swing. Sorry, <laughs> ten points. Math is hard, but uh, that would have won them a week. So that is exceptionally rough. That's especially yeah. considering it's like you can see the mindset of like a Colts fan being like the Jags aren't actually good, right? Like the Colts mm-hmm. just blew it last week, and being like the Jags will get blown out next week, it'll be fine, and then watching them just roast the Chargers. Mm-hmm. as your team i guess his team won so that's fine but you know but if he uh, had just trusted his team and started the colts defense then he would have had the double victory which is always feels nice right that 
indie KC game was just like, just so weird. Like, I don't know. I see the thought process. It does, it does sting. I mean, there was one quarterback who played up to his Hall of Fame status in that game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, playing against Matt Ryan also made that game even more miserable Mm -hmm. to watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) It was a (laughs) watching him play is is a struggle because when he tries to run, it literally looks like his like his cleats weigh about 40 pounds it's so painful the i don't know if you like were watching red zone or you were watching that game but uh romo was calling that game and kept going on and on about how like oh matt ryan's in a new system like you know he might get confused because he's used to the old system and like that just like i cannot understand like he's a professional quarterback. Like, I think he can figure out a fucking offensive system and like multiple times where I'll be like, Oh yeah. Oh, he just got confused. And they had like a couple like weird, like delay of games mm-hmm. or like awkward moments on the line where he's like, clearly like the defense is just fucking with mm-hmm. them. You have to understand that it's confusing handing the ball off to Jonathan Taylor for a 20 dive 26 times a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's almost as tough as watching Patrick Mahomes point to the gap where Clyde Edwards Hilaire was supposed to run through as he runs into the back of their own line. I don't care what you say. It's impressive to get seven carries and zero yards for a touchdown. If you if you want a good laugh, go look at the sleeper stat line because they didn't even put anything in the yards column. It just says seven carries, one touchdown. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's impressive. I love that. As efficient. I right have a there. couple more like stinker tinker honorable mentions here. Like, I don't really understand the thought process of Kyle starting Naheem Hines over Ramondre Stevenson this week. Like, you have two number two running backs, one of them presumably getting more work, one of them presumably not getting any work, and mm. stacking another Colts on top of your Colt stack, like after they had a shit week. It wouldn't have made a difference in the game, it would have got closer. But I just don't get it. I don't understand the thought process. Yeah, no, I agree, actually. What can't Cordell Patterson do? He stopped. Pass, pass block. <laughs> pass block? That doesn't score points. <laughs> I want to I wanna pat myself on the back for starting Amari Cooper, even though you guys were bullying me last week. <laughs> just want to say, you know, bullying fights and uh, score one for the good guys. Good for you, Brendan. I will also pat myself on the back for starting Devontae Smith this week and him being the number one wide receiver in fantasy. Yeah. wasn't like a bold <laughs> call after last week, but still felt really good to finally have a player have a big week. Kevin, how do you feel about the Devontae Smith nickname? I think it's interesting. Uh, I think it's good. I just feel like it was Kevin Durant, and he's roughly half the size of Kevin Durant. The Slim Ur Reaper. Maybe I should go with that. It's all right. It's okay. It's a working title. I just, I don't hate it. I just. So it's not mine for the record. It's, uh, I personally love, for obvious reasons, the Eagles uh, radio radio team. The color guy threw out a slim reaper on the touchdown, which I thought was awesome. I didn't realize he only scored one touchdown. Oh, yeah. It was a big game. Like, tons mm-hmm. of catches. And, like, it feels so good that I was playing against AJ Brown, too. And they both had big games. And, like the Eagles game was so much fun. It's been such a long time since I had a player uh, that good on the team that I like. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, anyway, that's the last I'll say about that. But it was a fun weekend. Who are we uh, officially giving 
the award to. It's my tinker stinker time. I think I'm giving it to Harsh. Yeah, I like, agree. Russ is just you know how like they make dishes, it'd be like lobster three ways. Well, Harsh lost three different ways. It's impressive. <laughs> the triple bukaki. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's our episode title. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the implication of the sheer amount of people involved in that. <laughs> well, if you think about it, no, we don't need to dive into the math there. But I mean, <laughs> very quickly. Well, no, very quickly. Like well, one what, implies lots of people, so that's three what I mean. Would yeah. imply three times oh, that number of people. Three separate occasions. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, the whole league. Maybe they all played at different time slots. <laughs> Mike still forgot to show up though. <laughs> um, there wasn't really any like uh, big starts. No one went out on a limb like a Carson Wentz. I mean, people started Carson Wentz, but none of those players uh, like really made a difference. So nothing to report there. Everything else is pretty chalk. Guess it just goes to me by default then. What Devontae Smith start? Yeah, that's okay. pretty much the only one. It didn't end up making a difference, but I did. I, I guess it did get you team of the week, right? In terms of, I still vote for Cincinnati defense for Hart. Mm. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point because it's like he, you know, he listens to the podcast and he got like flamed for it last week, and he just like didn't blink. Yeah, and kept going, <laughs> stared so. down the barrel and just little yeah. little compliment sandwich for Harsh. There you go. <laughs> You did something right, Harsh. You gotta tell him he's pretty after the Bukaki. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Yup. Well, it's fitting that Harsh changed his name to not having fun, so. Okay, so. Very exciting news for this week's Power Rankings. Um, segment was a big hit with the fans on Twitter. Um, one of our Twitter fans, uh, at HueyATN, wrote in and he submitted uh, some original music for the power rankings this time. for writing it with that song absolute banger if you ask me we have the best fans yeah the production in the mixing quality uh top notch honestly 
Sounds familiar too. I can't can't place it, but the voice sounds familiar. Yeah, very familiar, very familiar. But um, he's just got one of those voices, you know. Jumping right into it. Um, how do you guys want to do this? Should I just you know blast it off? Uh, go blast one by it. one, get a little analysis. You know. Um, let's start from the bottom and um, yeah, do maybe a quick one liner. And if we have anything more we want to discuss, then why don't you go in like groups of three or something, and we can address what we think that's a good one yeah that's a good one. all right all right sure okay 14 is so... not divisible by three it's gonna be awkward but it's a good thought <laughs> no well then you get 12 and you get one and two okay oh oh jesus christ easy brendan starting from the bottom number 14 on the people's rankings this week is the Owen three Dion lane <laughs> <laughs> what's the drop from preseason drop five spots from nine down to 14 um, you could think that fans would give Dion a bit more leash here as historically he's shown an ability to succeed. Uh, but I think in the past we thought of his team as being very like even keel under pressure, kind of like an on to Cincinnati type vibe. And I think we saw the mental crumbling last night. Um, there's been a lot of hand wringing on Twitter about whether horse shit is even the correct type of shit to describe his team. Um, people are wondering if calling it horse shit shows the right amount of ownership taken here when really maybe dog shit would be more accurate in this situation. What do you guys think? Eric, I think you're right. I think horse shit is incorrect because horse shits are big and his team continually comes up small. I think you should have listened to the episode where we told him not to draft Nick Chubb. Went and did it anyways. Problem. All right, coming in at 13, you have Mike. Uh, interestingly, Mike was one up on Dion preseason, still one ahead on Dion, both dropping <laughs> five spots. Uh, lots of comparisons to Nathaniel Hackett here in terms of team management. <laughs> Hard to tell if the talent is there and it's just bad coaching or if the talent is not there. Guess we'll see as the season goes on. But needless to say, the fans are not impressed with what they've seen so far from Mike. At number 12, you have uh, Sherry R. Um, two and one record. You might wonder, like, why is Sherry R all the way down to 12? But I think um, people are not buying it. It was summed up well on Twitter by uh, at number one Char fan 2005. When he said, you know, I love this team, but for re- this record is high key sus fam. No cap on God for real. <laughs> As a victim of the char bullshit. I also think it's not for real. Coming at number 11, stay in standing pat from preseason. You have Kenny with a one and two record one win on the year. And it came against the lowest ranked team on this list. So you understand why the fans are happy. Just keep them where they're at. Love it. Seem, seems totally fair. Huge drop from number zero last <laughs> season as the greatest <laughs> team in the history of the world and the savior of mankind. So, you know, it's tough. Now at 10, we have the biggest faller from preseason, falling nine spots from number one all the way down to number 10. You got harsh with the 0-3 start. Been rough so far. Oh, like 10, still pretty high for an 0-3 team. You You wonder, like, you know, with a Twitter poll like this, you know, it can be skewed by teams that have large fan bases. Harsh's team is one of the more name brand franchises. Maybe that's booing the rankings. Or maybe you can make a case that you still look at the roster and see the potential. And uh, well, I, I will what you guys think. I will say that Harsh um, this week deserved to lose. Um, but the first two weeks ran into uh, very high scoring opponents in weeks in which he himself also scored a lot of points and it's one of those very unfortunate fantasy football scenarios that happens um, where you waste your high scoring weeks 
against high scoring opponents. And then this week, you know, uh, Brandon only scored 84 points against him. Easy chance to get the, to write the ship. And he just, he just frankly overthought it, the starting lineups and it cost him. And it's one of those things where, yeah, if you're not paying attention, you'll just start spiraling. So yeah, the potential's there for the team, but I think it's a, an appropriate ranking. I think it's interesting looking at someone like Tyreek, who was probably more of a question mark coming into the season. And like, at least now before Tua was hurt, pretty clear that like what the Dolphins are doing is working. Mm -hmm. And like Tyreek did have a down week last week, but you know, Tua got hurt and that's kind of the nature of the receiver. Tua's fine, by the way. Yeah. It's just a back injury. Yeah. It's just his his back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The back of his head. Just a classic um, case of wobbly knee happens to all of us. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. Like Tyreek, you could argue before, I think the season started that that was like maybe a little bit of a suspect mm-hmm. fam, but now it's not. And his team is still dog shit. He has to, we, we discussed this last time, but he has to start a different quarterback, right? Like he absolutely has to. What like? I think it's pr- pretty clear. I speak for everyone on the podcast that we've been nothing but supportive of Harsh, and I can't help but think that the power rankings might have just been a bit of a curse that he didn't need this year. Uh, you know, a lot of the time they get the Madden curse for uh, having a big season, getting on the f- flashy new video game, and uh, I don't know. I think it's the fans' fault. So I just I hope Harsh doesn't lash out at the fans for the curse because that would really be a bad, you know, negative storyline coming into the next update of the power ranking. So might be something to monitor his demeanor, you know, with his, uh, his colleagues. Russ definitely wouldn't tolerate any kind of negativity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not towards him. Yeah, no. Okay, that, uh, that's the bottom five. All right, coming in at number nine, we have another big dropper from two preseason down to nine. Brandon, the one and two start. Um, mm-hmm. Bit of a tough fall. You kind of wonder the fans ranking here. A um, couple of tough, hard-fought losses to start the year. Um, and then, but then came out pretty flat in week three in a big cornered animal game. And it really makes you wonder, like, did get the win against Harsh, but did not look like he wanted it. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. it's, so it's hard to have a lot of confidence as a fan when you see that kind of performance in a must-win game. Um, fans are starting to wonder if the fight is still there in the team that took them on that big second half run last year. We'll have to see. I mean, Jalen Hurts, if Jalen Hurts was like any one of, like most other quarterbacks in the league, Brandon's 0-3. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, how sustainable do you think Jalen Hurts is? You know, extremely sustainable. Yeah. Pretty sustainable, I yeah. Think so I think that's he Jalen Hurts is gonna be a leader on this team and uh maybe drag Brandon's team to five hundred record next week. Up to see coming in number eight, another one and two team. James, what can you really say? Feels like a team that should be ranked higher. Always come out and put in a good effort grind every play tough loss against brendan in week one is probably suppressing the ranking and i would expect this to be their lowest ranking of the year you know mm. just a working too strong ranking. of a work ethic yeah bad leftovers this week <laughs> <laughs> all right number seven this is the first of the two and one teams kyle coming in at number seven up uh six spots biggest riser coming in at number seven the fans i think got this one right Feels like one of those teams that has all the pieces together except for the quarterback. And you have to wonder how long that elite wide receiver room can carry that can carry that four quarterback play. Have to see if they make a change. Mm-hmm. I mean, to Kyle's credit, Matthew Smirnoff did uh did put up nineteen points this week. 
Yeah, the the weirdest 19 points you'll ever see. You know, it's kind of, <laughs> you know, he's kind of assembling a little bit of a running back room here uh, with Dobbins coming back and then Stevenson seemingly being a, a potential weekly start. Combining that with his Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, yeah, I think that's a, an appropriate ranking. Um, I will call into question, you know, maybe the um, mat- team management aspect uh, may or may not be there based on prior season. So we'll see if maybe he can um, write that ship, you know, and kind of take that aspect of his game to the next level. It could be one of those situations like where none of us wanted to believe that the Jags were good after last week. And now we're kind of like, hmm, maybe they actually are good mm-hmm, you know, as mm-hmm. the team. Like maybe the fans aren't really willing to give the benefit of the doubt here yet until they see it a few more games. Yep. I agreed. Agreed. Okay. Coming in at number six, uh, two spot drop here. Uh, the highest of the one and two teams, though, Eric, um, things have been looking dark through the first couple of weeks, uh, but good teams know how to adjust. And the coach recognized that they needed to make a change, put Devontae Smith in the starting lineup and was rewarded with a first overall finish for the week. And so that's that's how you respond in a cornered animal game, Brandon. And so uh, <laughs> that's why you see the fans put them at number six here. Tony, you look like something to say. I mean, yeah. At first, I was so like... Bored. <laughs> At first, I thought this is just clearly Homer bias, but I actually don't know who behind you uh, would rank ahead of you. So, um, yeah, I, I guess I, I actually don't have. It just feels wrong. It feels wrong to have a one and two team here, but, you know, it is what it is. Can't argue with the voters. Uh, number five, Brendan, two and one, up five spots, monster win in week one. Then a bad loss in week two, then a bounce back win uh, against a team that might be good in Kyle in week three. So maybe it could be higher, but the fans aren't sure which Brendan we're going to see week to week. A little bit inconsistent to start the year. And that explains not being in that, you know, top three podium finish type situation. But can't be disappointed with going up five spots. I have huge question marks on Brendan's team. Um, One of them is Austin Eckler. How are you feeling? He had uh, four carries for five yards. Not great. Uh, feeling really good about my chances that maybe De- or, uh, DeAndre Swift has a little bit of a reduced load next week, mm-hmm. and I can just slot Jamal Williams in there and mm-hmm. run straight over you. And um, uh, are we ready to ask the question, Patrick Mahomes, is he washed? Uh, we could ask the question. I could tell you the answer real fast. Oh, is the answer yes? Because I watched him last week, and I'd be concerned. I think we had this exact conversation like week eight of last season. And yeah. so we've had it twice in two years. That's, a, that's scary. Yeah. It turns out that some people have down weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know if you remember how the uh, chief season ended last year, but it was pretty, pretty spectacular. I think it's impressive that the fans turned out with such a strong vote of confidence for a front office that openly admitted they played and not lose and not win. In the off season, uh, still shocking, um, but hey, you know what? Well, Welcome. see, Kevin, that's the beauty of fantasy football is that you really get a nice reset at the start of the season. And you know, we did some off season training, stepped up our mental game, and we're feeling good. Hired a PR team. <laughs> also, like as we've seen in sports in lots of places, like you can look at teams like uh, the Jets or the Chicago Bears and there are often fan bases that believe in the team more than their own ownership. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true. That's, that's fair. I that's believe true. I'm good. a believer. 
All right, number four, another two-and-one team here with Justin. Two wins to start the season against his two biggest rivals, really had the fans hot in the pants, but maybe a bit of an emotional letdown game this week against Kevin, has them sliding back to the four spot. Probably would have expected to be a bit higher coming into the week, but I feel like this makes sense given the uh, most recent performance. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, hot start, but I look at his roster and I see um, I, I would actually be concerned. Uh, Kyler Murray, I'm concerned. Elvin Kamara, I'm concerned. DJ Moore, panic, panic alarm on DJ Moore. So um, we'll, we'll see. He's going to have to wiggle his way uh, out, of, uh, out of this jam, I think. It'll be interesting to see what happens next week and beyond. I actually felt a little bit bad for Kyler on the weekend because his running backs and receivers dropped so many passes that it would have, it was like, it was so frustrating. I felt bad for Justin and I was beating him. So um, (laughs) that's how how egregious some of the drops were. So I don't know. I mean, I think Kyler's still going to be fine, especially with how bad quarterbacks have been this year. But I think Jay's team's probably going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chance to bounce back next week. All right, moving on to the final three. Let's give a little recap for the listeners here. Uh, we had starting at 14, Dion, Mike, Shar, Kenny, Harsh, Brandon, James, Kyle, Eric, Brendan, and Justin at four, leaving three teams remaining yet to be ranked. Kevin, Tyler, and Tony not yet appeared on the rankings. I think there's a pretty clear order here, but we'll see. All right, so coming in at number three, you have Tony at three and oh. Um, my god, this is such a <laughs> Fans are obviously concerned that this is not sustainable. Uh, after the owner himself came out on a podcast recently and said it did not feel sustainable, and how can you really expect the fans to react there? Yeah, you know, we'll see next week. Yeah, I mean, most Dude. points, uh, I'm gonna have most points in the league after this and also have one of the higher points against yet i remain three and zero. um i don't know what else to say of the best player in fantasy football on my team right now um justin jefferson are you worried about him you know a touch a touch worried to be honest um but the fact that i've been able to um just put up massive weeks without justin jefferson and then kyle pitts finally coming online i mean this team has the potential to just go nuclear any given week. And um, I think this is obviously just a bit to try and get a rise out of me, but um, honestly, just, I'm just honored to be ranked in the top three and we'll just continue to get to work, make this bulletin board material. I and gotta say he's in the denial stage. I feel sorry for Brendan next week. Cause we're going to come out and prove a point. <laughs> I gotta say uh, any team that can have their first round pick, put up 2.9 points and still show up. Like it's a little spooky Lamar against Buffalo, a little spooky, but with no safeties. Yeah. It's not sustainable. We'll see. All right. Coming in at number two, we have Kevin two and one start. Um, this is another one where you you maybe wonder if the size of the fan base is playing a role here. There were a lot of the kind of crypto bros that really jumped on the Kevin bandwagon after the draft, um, really buying the two tight end strategy as the way forward, uh, calling themselves Toodle Gang on Twitter. It's getting a little bit annoying. Um, there's an example here. You have at NFTE King 
your fiat receivers are going to be worthless in three months. Two tight ends is the future. Simp's going to get left behind. <laughs> My Bitcoin. <clears throat> I have a question. Kevin, Kevin, are you worried about the fans dragging the team down or uh, alienating some folks? No, we're uh, we're we're counterculture. We're what we do. We've been like into Tom Dundon down in Carolina, being the brash owner that's not afraid to make uh, decisions that you know would ruffle some feathers. And I'll be honest, I took a lot of heat for it. So it's it's nice to see the fans rewarding me with the uh, the confidence. And even though there's some grown ass men who won't admit it, it's it's nice to see some keyboard warriors doing so. I gotta say, I'm a little bit of a Kevin Truther right now. I, I have a question. How I hate your running backs. How uh, the team ranked number two lost to the team ranked number three. I don't well, see, that's why they play the games and they don't just stare at numbers and mm-hmm. give one, yeah. someone the win. Just... Like that was three weeks ago, and you have to. We already talked about you. There are teams that get off to slow starts and okay. then come on strong. And you know, this is this is power rankings. This is not the standings. This is which team no. looks like it has the most power right now. I understand. And I understand. that's how the fans were asked to vote. I gotcha. I gotcha. I'd just like to circle back to Brendan's question about the fourth overall running back. Uh, Brendan, you have the floor. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Clyde Clyde's the fourth running back in our league right now in points. Yeah, so want to talk about not backs. sustainable seven carries, one touchdown. I'm I cannot hear you from the third ranking. <laughs> <laughs> he is he really? Yes. Running backs suck. Yeah, guess who's tight end one and two? I mean, that was never the question. Oh, I love it. Thanks. All Where right. are they in flex? Pretty high, actually. And, I checked this. Anthony, it's it's your turn to say something nice about my team. No, you haven't done it yet. You just made it about you. That leaves, of course, at number one, the last remaining team, Tyler, 3-0 and start, climbing up 12 spots in the rankings. That's one less than Kevin climbed with his, or sorry, 12 spots for Kevin, 11 spots for Tyler into the one spot. 3-0 um, and start, you can't really argue with that. Um, you guys will recall a lot of the concerns about his team in the offseason was about... Um, fire in the facility well this team is really taking that and run with it they are on fire to start the year three and oh the lion stack that no one believed in tony why why are you the way you are uh, just trying to you know just spitting can't you let anyone else have some happiness i'm just stating facts uh has to be a concern right no swift yes i think st brown's fine isn't he i, I don't know Pretty sure St. Brown came back. Ankle injuries are good for a wide receiver. Anyway, that's fine. I mean, I think that St. Brown has to be, if not the best, the second best pick of the so draft. So far, absolutely. So yeah, far. Agreed. Uh, I think that the real worry here that the fans might not have factored in is the nerves moving forward. You know, this is a franchise that has had trouble. This has really struggled to make playoffs. And, you know, 3-0 can really go to your head. You can really become a real giant turd at 3-0. So... You got to worry about that. You got to keep them mentally. You got to stay humble. It's true. Historically, uh, you don't want to come in at number one on these rankings. So we've only, we've only seen that be bad so far for teams. And the, and, and the two iterations of the power rankings being number one is bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can't argue that's, with the numbers. That's true. That's very true. It, it would be really interesting to go back. Like we usually do some like pretty informal polls at the draft. 
like po- right post draft. Everyone still got their post draft glow. It'd be interesting to try and figure out what those were and see how they compared to like end of season. Mm. Something, something for next year. No chance you come in higher than three with your fans next time. <laughs> I mean, when I'm six and zero, oh, yeah. I'm happy for Tyler. I'm happy for Tyler. Me too. All right, and that concludes uh, the week three edition of Power Ring. Is coming back uh, probably after week six, week seven. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Rankings. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. That's so good. All right, we're going to do a new little uh, gambling corner, working title, uh, submissions, welcome. Maybe some of our fans that submit music and are talented in ways that no one else on this podcast uh, could be, can submit other options. Uh, so we're going to all individually pick one prop bet for the upcoming slate of games. Uh, we'll parlay them together. And if you guys want to have some fun, you can also bet with us and win some money. Uh, I'm going to start it off uh, on a Sunday night game. Chiefs play in the Bucks. I'm going to take uh, Tom Brady over interceptions at 0.5 in a big spot. I think he gets a little bit fast and loose. Trying to play with the young gun, uh, Patrick Mahomes, wants to play with his new toy, Mike Evans, that he missed last week. And I think he throws at least one pick. Love it. Great Are you line. still planning on starting him in that situation? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. One pick and still like 27 fantasy points. Hopefully. Uh, I'm going with uh, Lamar Jackson uh, line because then even if I lose, I win a little. Uh, rushing yards over under 87 and a half. Wow, that's a gigantic line. I was kind of being dramatic when I said it might be in the 80s, but um, but honestly, I'd, it's, you probably have to take the under there. If that is the line. But but Brendan, you're saying you're taking the over here? I think I'm taking the over. They're playing Buffalo. He said more than 100 yards in those last yeah. two games. They are That's playing Buffalo. True. That's very true. Okay, I'm going to, again, stick with uh, my own matchup as well. And uh, I think he's due, and he's got a good matchup this week against Las Vegas. I'm going to take Javante Williams over 0.5 touchdowns. Yeah. That offense has to score points at some point, right? Well, you hope. <laughs> Got three touchdowns through three games, and they're two and one. So, Broncos country, let's ride. Um, okay, I'm gonna go uh, to my team here, and I'm looking at Kyle Pitts, and I think it's clear that either Arthur Smith joined DraftKings and started playing fantasy football. Or he just figured out how to win games, but um, he's going over 100 yards next week. Yeah, 100. Book That's it. Big. Okay. Another tight end truther. <laughs> all right, and to be clear, we are all parlaying these four prop bets together in a podcast mm-hmm. ticket. So I do do all. Boxing yeah. here. So if I. I Whatever the yardage total is for Kyle Pitts, just go over and get as close to 100 as you can. Okay. And we'll, Copy that. we'll check, back, check back in next week and uh, run it back.